and having a go. Yeah, give them a hand. That's great. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's good. Thank you, Tanarar and Huhana, for helping us. But see, who, who called you? Who called you? Out. He's called you out. He wants you to come out of those sorts of influences. He wants you to come out of captivity, being where we have habits and we have things, where our appetites control us. Come out of that. Hallelujah. Come out. You come out. Why? So that you can go in. God wants you to go in. Hallelujah. Into His wonderful light, the kingdom of light. It's better to be in light than it is to be living in darkness. Yes? Hallelujah. And it takes some wholehearted connection. Not just to come out, oh, we love. Lord, thank you for bringing us out. Wait a minute. I'm king. I want you to come in. I want you to come in to all that I have for you. This is kingdom living. God brought Israel out of Egypt that he might bring them into the promised land. The only trouble is they got stuck in the wilderness. They never came in. They got out okay. They were thrilled. They were so happy to get out from under Egypt. Oh, thank you, Lord. It's wonderful to be out. I'm free from all that slavery. I'm free from all the captivity. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. Jesus said, I want you to come in. You're out now, but you can't just stay out there. You've got to come into something. You've got to come into my rulership. You've got to come into my government. You've got to come into the promises of God. And the whole generation lost their lives because they never came in. They just left out. Oh, they were free, okay. They never came in all the love and the goodness and the promises of God into the promised land. I've discovered that many people want to come out of their problems. They want Jesus to set them free and praise God that he does that, eh? We want Jesus to blot out our sins as, as we were sharing over communion. Praise God that he does that for us, eh? I mean, hallelujah. The day that those people come out of Egypt, they just didn't come out walking half-heartedly. They came out wholeheartedly. They said, thank you, Jesus, for setting us free. Thank you for breaking the, the, the chains of slavery around us. Thank you. Oh, Lord, we're so excited. We're coming out of Egypt. Hallelujah. And Jesus, I brought you out so that you might come in to the promises and all the goodness of God. And they said, wait a minute. Let's just enjoy our freedom for a while. Paul said to the Galatians, don't get entangled again with the yoke of bondage. And if we don't go in, then we drift. We drift. Let me show you a diagram. There's three levels of living. Three levels. One is the level of captivity at the bottom there. The level of captivity. 
This is where we're a slave to our habits, a slave to sin. We just keep doing the same old. This is the place where we need a law outside of ourselves to control us. Yeah. And so we, we have need rules and regulations and all sorts of things to keep us in line. We live by the rules that are forced upon us from outside of us. And then there's a second level of living, and it's the level of freedom. We're set free by Jesus. We're free from our captivities. We're free from those things. We come out of the domain of darkness. This is a place, and we know we're free. We're wonderfully set free. This is where we find in Romans chapter 8 and verse two, there, 1 and 2, there is therefore no condemnation. Could I have that scripture up for a minute? And we'll go back to this diagram. No, there should be one before. There is therefore no, I'll just read it to you. Romans 8, there is therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. You're free. You're free. You're free to choose there. You're wonderfully set free, praise God. Because Jesus, through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. Romans 8, 1 and 2. God sets us free. Hallelujah. And then, what are you going to do then? Well, then there's the third level. The kingdom way of living. You're free and you're free to choose. You're now free the Spirit of God lives within you. You're free to go whichever way you like. But Jesus says, wait a minute, I'm king. My kingdom is going to be established and I want it to be established within you. And so we come to the place where we're free to choose. And we become a bond slave. In Exodus chapter 21, you can read about the times where if a person was sold into slavery... They would uh, have been enslaved for, for, for some years and then the year of Jubilee or the year after seven years, a Jewish person would be allowed to be set free. And, the, and so the slave, he's, he, he went into bad times and he sold himself uh, to become a slave to someone else and now it's time for him to be set free and he's free to go. He says, wait a minute, I've married in these, in these six years that I've been here. I've got married, I've got two kids. Um, well, you have to leave those here, but you, you're free to go. No, he says, I don't want to do that. And so he chooses to become a servant for the rest of his life in this house. And so they would take him and they would take his ear to the doorpost and they would draw, they would uh, get an awl and, and pin, him, pin his ear to the doorpost of the house. He says, I choose, I choose to live here for the rest of my life. And so you and I have a choice. Jesus has set us free. We're out of the domain of darkness. But what are we going to do now? Jesus stands there and said, I just didn't come just to set you free. I came to bring you into the promises of God. I've come that you might come under my rulership and my blessing. How many of you know that to be 
under his rulership is a beautiful place to be. It's a, it's a beautiful place to be. To live in God's kingdom is a whole new way of life. We need to learn how to live in the kingdom of God. The principles, the language, the customs of this new government. We need to learn God's way of doing things and not just keep doing things the same old, same old. If you move to another country, you have to abide by the laws of the new country. Imagine me going to the United States. I land there, and I jump into the car, and off I go. Excuse me, you need to drive on the right-hand side of the road. Don't you tell me what to do. I've been living around here. I've been driving on the left for 70 years. Don't you tell me I have to drive on the right-hand side. Well, actually, you do. You've changed governments. Well, I don't want to. Okay, you're free to choose, but there will be consequences. You say, I've gone to Australia on holiday. They tell me, I get on the plane at three o'clock. I arrive there at six o'clock, and they tell me it's six o'clock. And then they tell me it's only four o'clock. I say, don't be stupid. It's six o'clock. But you've changed governments. You've changed countries. Well, that's okay, but I've lived long enough to know what the time is. No, no, well, actually, the time has changed. Well, I don't want it to change. I just want to live at the same time as I've lived before. Well, you can, but there'll be consequences. <laughs> and so the Lord faces us through his word. Choices of rulership, of honoring the king and of living the way that Jesus showed us how to live. To live in God's kingdom means to live under God's authority. Here we acknowledge Jesus as king and commit to living the way he taught us to live. You see, when Jesus was on earth, he showed us what kingdom life was like. When you read the gospels, you can see the kingdom of action where Jesus is. He went about doing good and healing all who are oppressed of the devil. He taught us that the kingdom, of, the kingdom way is often different from our way. He tried to explain things like greatness in this kingdom is to be a servant of all. You say, wait a minute, I, I want to be the boss. Well, you can be the boss, but the boss serves everybody else. You say, well, I don't like that. Well, you're free to choose. Jesus said that forgiveness in my kingdom is essential, no matter what. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. He says, in my kingdom, the first shall be last and the last shall be first. You say, wait a minute, I want to be first all the time. No, you may end up last in my kingdom. And the last might end up being first. I think we'll be surprised when we get to heaven who's sitting in the front rows. <laughs> because we have our human way of way we classify people and, and how we give prizes and so on. And we usually give it to the prominent people, but Jesus gives it to significant people. 
Then he says this, he says, he says, in my kingdom, if you give away from yourself, you'll increase all the more. You say, how can that be? That doesn't happen. If you give away, you lose. No, in my kingdom, it doesn't, it works the other way. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure. You say, well, wait a minute. I want to hang on to everything that I've got. That's an orphan speaking. But you're not orphans, you're sons, you're daughters. And in his kingdom, Jesus said, here's the principle that my kingdom operates on giving, on being generous, on giving away from ourselves. Hallelujah. You say, that's different. Yes, it's different. But it's where the blessing of God is. Because that's how his kingdom operates. And it's different from the ways of the world. And Jesus stands before us and says, will you make me king? Will you come under my authority? Will you do it my way? He's, then he says, love your enemies. Wait a minute. I don't want to love my enemies. I want to smash them. I don't like them. Yeah, but you've changed countries. You've changed government. You see, and there's all sorts of things that happen in the kingdom of God. And, and, and we read about them in Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7. Blessed is the man. Blessed is the man who does this. Blessed is the man who does that. Blessed is the man who's like this. And, and you say, how, 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 how am I going? How, how much of the kingdom of God is within me? Read Matthew 5, 6, and 7 and go and tick the verses and cross the verses and see how you're going. And say, Lord, help me to do better than this and to submit these areas to your lordship. You say, that's too hard. Philippians 4 and verse 13, all those who have been foundations can know this verse. Here it comes up on the screen in a minute. For I can what? I didn't hear you. For I can do everything God asks me to with the help of Christ who gives me what? It gives me the strength and the power to live under King Jesus and to live the way he asks us to live. Hallelujah. Yes? I can do it. I can do it, Ian. You can do this. You're changed man. You're different now. You can do it. Well, it depends whether I choose. I have all the power. Look at the next slide. Look at the next slide. Here are some characteristics of kingdom rule. In the church, in, in 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and 14, it talks about how do things happen in the church. It's talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. In chapter 12, it says, there's power available to you. Hallelujah. The gifts of the Holy Spirit. There's power available, yes? I can do everything with Christ's help who gives me the strength and the power. He gives us the power to choose. He gives us the power to change. Hallelujah. It's there. And then the, the second, he says, but wait a minute. You might have all the power in the world, but love is the dominant thing in my kingdom. You can do it all, but you're not, you're half-hearted. You're just doing it because you have to do it. You need to know that love, 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 love. And then, Chapter 14 talks about get things done properly. Get it in order, please. Don't let the church be a shambles. 
get it in order. And so these things are in our lives. The kingdom of God is first in power, that we do have the power to change. We do have the power to rule. He gives us his name and his word. Hallelujah. He fills us with his Holy Spirit. We can do this. We can do this. It's not too hard. He gives us the strength and the power to do it. Hallelujah. And it's love. It's love. It's love. Husbands, do you love your wife as Christ loves the church? That's kingdom. Do I love my kids? I mean, do I really love my kids? Or could I do without a couple of them? You can I trade them in somewhere? <laughs> but wives, do you honor your husbands and respect them and encourage them? Hallelujah. This is kingdom life. In order. In, 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 is, is my home in order? You come into my home, is it in order? Is kingdom, is it where Jesus rules? In my life, is it in order? Do I have the discipline to open my Bible and read it? To serve in the church? To do kingdom stuff? This is how I live under his rule. My property. If you come on my property and you come and you say, well, hallelujah, you walk in some property, you say, well, the devil lives here. This is a shambles. A shambles is not kingdom life. The characteristic of the kingdom is divine order. Hallelujah. And he gives us the power and the strength to bring our lives under his rulership. And it looks good. Hallelujah. And it's comfortable. And everyone else feels comfortable there. Because... Within me, the king rules, so he rules in my home. He rules in my family, bless the Lord. If that happens, there's the results of the kingdom life. Here they are. There's three results of living under King Jesus. Here they are. Next one. The next one, please. Three results. We got the next slide. It's coming. It's coming. Here. Romans chapter 14 and verse 17. It says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating or drinking. In other words, it's not a matter of rules. It's not a matter of you got to do this, you got to do that, you got to do the other, you got to do this thing. It's not like that. It's of righteousness, peace, and joy. In the Holy Spirit. I have discovered this. At the times where Jesus is really living, ruling wholeheartedly in my life, there is right living, there's righteousness in my heart, in my home, in my environment. I've discovered that as I come and bring everything under his rulership, there's peace there. There's peace in my relationship with my wife. There's peace in my relationship with my children. There's peace in my relationship with my church and my friends. See, kingdom living brings the peace of God into your home. It comes from 
the peace of God being in my heart and it works out into my home and it works out into my church works out together into our community you see enjoy hallelujah I've discovered that Jesus being king of my life gives me a spring in my step and a sparkle in my eye hallelujah and joy of the Holy Spirit praise God this this Christian life is good to go it's worth living hallelujah because we've come into a right relationship with Him. Hallelujah. We've bowed the knee of our hearts. We're now wanting to live wholeheartedly for Him. Hallelujah. And Jesus is King. Hallelujah. Things are starting to come into divine order. The love of God is starting to spread through my heart and through my home. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. There's a spring in my step. It's righteousness and peace. Hallelujah. And joy in the Holy Spirit because, hallelujah, He's my King. He's my saviour. He's blotted out my sins. Hallelujah. He set me free from things I couldn't control myself. Hallelujah. He's changed my life. Hallelujah. His name is Jesus. King of kings, Lord of lords, hallelujah. And he's my Lord and he's your Lord. Hallelujah. And it's a joy to live under the King. It's a joy to bow the knee of my heart before him. It's a, And oh, when we do that, the peace of God begins to flow. We're in right. We know we're right. We know it's right. Hallelujah. And righteousness starts to spring out. Two principles. Here's the next diagram. There's two principles that control, that govern our lives. In captivity, the domain of darkness I did it my way. Even Jesus, the king, bowed his knee to the Father and said, Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. He asks you and I not just just live it out of it in the area of freedom. He asks us when he challenges us about issues in our life, he asks us to bow the knee of our heart to him. Hallelujah. And say, Lord, there's a part of me that don't, doesn't want to do this. The old flesh doesn't want to do this. But today I bow the knee of my heart to you. Hallelujah. Lord, let your kingdom come in me. Let your will be done in me. Hallelujah. Jesus, I'm nearly there. But I had to add this this morning. As I was praying, Jesus said in Matthew 11 and verse 28, Come to me. All you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, 
my burden is light and the Holy Spirit said to me this morning that's why people are weary that's why people are loaded with more than they can carry because they're carrying more than I've asked them to carry because they won't bow the knee And Jesus says, come and yoke up with me. What a privilege to learn from the master. He said, no, I don't want to. I want to plow my own furrow. That's why you're weary. That's why things aren't working out. That's why it's hard going. That's why there's not peace. That's why there's no righteousness. That's why you don't have joy. Yoke up with me, Jesus said. Say, I want to do it my way. That's the challenge of the kingdom of God. That's the challenge of the king. Jesus is not just savior, he's Lord. That's our challenge as we talk about the kingdom. Last diagram. If the kingdom of God is established within us, then it can be established in our home and in our family. If it can be established in our families, it can be established in our church. If kingdom life can be established in our church, then we've got every chance of affecting our community for him and for the Lord. But my friend, I've discovered it's a very hard job to establish the rule of Jesus in my kids and in my family if it's not established in me. If the kingdom of God, if Jesus is not ruling in the families and they all come together without Jesus ruling and they all come to church, <laughs> We've got problems. We'll keep having problems. When we're all together under his rule and living for Jesus wholeheartedly, Sophia said this morning, then lick out Kerry Kerry. Let your kingdom come, Lord. Let your will be done on earth just like it is in heaven. Shake off the old way of doing stuff. Shake it off. Hallelujah. Not going to live like that anymore, Jesus. You're free to choose. You can keep going your own way, but you'll get real tired doing it, pretending you're a Christian. Hallelujah. So, where are you? There's three levels. Captivity, freedom, kingdom. Where do you, just take a moment. Where, where are you? 
And those three, where do you sit? Maybe you say, I, how do I get out of that captivity and into freedom? Receive Jesus. He acknowledged that he died on the cross and your sins can be, they're already forgiven. You just have to make Jesus Lord of your life. Then your sins will be forgiven. That's how to get out of that. So I'm out of there. I've already given my life to Jesus. Well, you'll know whether you've ever made Jesus the Lord of your life or not. Say, well, I'm just living free. Well, hallelujah, that's great. But if Jesus was standing here instead of me, he'd say, will you do it my way? My way is a way of peace, of righteousness and joy. But you'll need to bow the knee here and there. We're all in this together. And it's a beautiful thing when the Holy Spirit begins to challenge us and say, hey, make Jesus Lord. Don't just live free. Because you won't live in the middle line very long. If you just, if you won't come under the Lordship of Jesus, you'll slip back into captivity. You will. What a privilege to be a kingdom person. He's chosen you. He loves you.